So my grandma used to farm, like she had the coffee crops right in our backyard. And I, as a child, distinctly remember her picking out the cherries, drying them all out on like the floor. (laughs) Uh, Super conventional and roasting. Roasting part was the one that like the entire town smelled. It was like, it woke up, I think the, all of the entire neighborhood. We love talking to couplepreneurs who have built successful businesses. And one of the keys to a successful business is effective marketing. Luckily, Gabby and I run a B2B digital marketing agency called Proofpoint Marketing. Our team specializes in driving profitable revenue for technology and manufacturing companies by diving deep into customer insights. We really strive to understand the customer. We build out the ideal customer profile and personas. And using that, we create highly targeted demand generation and performance marketing campaigns. We are offering a free consultation for our listeners. This isn't just a sales call, and it isn't us simply giving you a canned automated audit report. We are going to do our due diligence prior to the call. The plan is to talk about real marketing issues your organization is facing and discuss potential solutions. Head on over to proofpoint.marketing and get in touch. We look forward to hearing from you. Join us in Mixing Business with Pleasure, a podcast about loving your work and working with your love. Your hosts, Mike and Gabby, are entrepreneurs who have found their passion in both their personal and professional relationship. The pair who swore never to work with each other are now working happily together side by side in love, life, and business. Tune in each week as we feature co-founders who are also lovers and are proving that business and pleasure really do mix well together. We hope you've poured yourself a steaming cup of coffee as we dive in with today's guests. Rafael Diaz and Nixie Espinal Diaz are joining us from Nueva York. They are married entrepreneurs and co-owners of Nixie's Coffee. Rafael is a serial entrepreneur and has had many ventures with different business partners that have all fallen through for one reason or another. At one point, him and one of his business partners made it as far as a second round of Shark Tank, trying to seek funds to grow their high-end coffee machine business. When the funding fell through, they decided to go their separate ways, and that's when Nixie proposed to Raphael that as a couple, they should join forces and start their own business. The decision to build a business around coffee came easy as Nixie had a background as a barista at her dad's grocery store, and as a child, she saw her grandma pick the wild coffee cherries and roast them in the Dominican Republic. These two love working together and actually call their business their second marriage. They say their love for each other, their customers, and coffee continues to grow with each cup brewed. Stay on till the end for a special surprise from Nixie and Raphael. We hope you'll enjoy this episode, and thanks for tuning in. Welcome back to another episode of Mixing Business with Pleasure, and I hope everyone has had their cup of coffee this morning, because we have some coffee aficionados with us. We have Nixie and Raphael from Nixie's Coffee. Welcome, you guys. Thank you. Thank Thank you you. so much for having us. We're super excited. Well, we are excited too. Now, I have to admit something. I hope you won't be offended, but I am not a coffee drinker. I hope that's okay. (laughs) Let this one slide for me. I drink coffee. Mike drinks coffee. I appreciate a good cup of coffee from time to time. That is true. And, And my family's from Brazil, so they drink a lot of coffee there, and they have very good coffee in Brazil. All right, let's get this show kicked off. So you may or may not know what we're going to do, but we're going to do it anyway. And it's fun. Work and love are both four letter words. So we'd like to know what your favorite four letter words are. You want to go at it first? Sure. I go first. Uh, Hero. Hero is my four letter word. And that's uh, an awesome one. We have not heard that that before. That's an awesome one. Yours is so much better than mine. I thought you were going to say cafe, but, but hero is better. <laughs> I like to be the hero to my nephews, my, um, uh, my brother, my sisters. I'm the oldest one in the family. So for me, everything we do or everything I do is, is to show them. And, and I guess, how do you say it? Uh, give them like a, show them how much you can do here on this planet, you know? That's beautiful. I love the word hero. And, and, um, and Nixie, let's talk about cafe. I mean, that's an easy one, right? 
Yeah, cafe means coffee for those who don't know. And cafe to us is so much more than just a cup of brew. It's family time. It's getting together with friends. It's meeting your, you know, your friends for over a cafe at a cafe. And in our family, cafe is huge. So every time we go to our parents' house or our families, the first thing that we are offered is coffee, a cup of coffee. So cafecito. That's how we call it. Yeah. So yeah, that's certainly has been. And I started drinking coffee. I had my first cup of coffee. I think I was four years old oh my and god wow so you, got, you got hooked on that caffeine early <laughs> it, was, it was like a tiny bit and my grandma just slipped some to me because she spoiled me so much in the dominican republic i was born and raised in new york city but that's a, another subject well let's get into this so we always another question that we always ask is what came first business or love for me it was love I used business to hook my love. <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> so we met, <laughs> that's a good one. I, we met on, on a dance floor, literally. We were at a club, we met on a dance floor. And then from there, we both learned we were in the same business. So we both ran brick and mortar grocery stores yeah. with our family. They were family owned businesses. So that caught my attention and it was, we spoke every single day from that day forward since we met and it was all business talk and he <laughs> didn't see it as business. I had other intentions <laughs> this is the first time that a couple on our show has said that they use business to secure the love so i love that that's that's really good I'm, i know we're gonna get into some good stuff here yeah it's it's quite the story i mean it was for him, like I said before, it was like he was after love. I was just strictly business at first. I didn't, he wasn't even on my radar, no. like on, on the love thing. But as life has it, we ended up getting married. Yeah. And now we are married twice. That was a perfect segue because that was something that I wanted to bring up. So let's talk about that. I mean, Rafael, you had mentioned that you had gone through three unsuccessful business partnerships. And then Nixie, you proposed to him this, this idea of, hey, let's get into business together. So talk to us a little bit about kind of picking up from your love story, what, what was going on in your professional lives. Rafael, talk to us about those three, in your words, unsuccessful business partnerships. And then let's get into the story of your second marriage. Well, for me, uh, with my previous partners, we were not on the same page and I guess everything that had to do with business. Uh, we were on two different separate streets, uh, you know, and when I met, well, when Nixie and I were uh, discussing, well, she brought up the idea about, you know, uh, getting together with me because she's she understood me. She understands where we're heading and what's our purpose. Well, I got to see the process. Yeah, she did. I saw, mm -hmm. you know, your struggles and how passionate you were on your end. And they were too. It's not like neither of business partners. Yeah. I didn't see like one was more or the other. But you you just didn't find that right peering i feel like in business you have to have a uh, like you have to complement each other in, in so yeah, many ways balance, yeah. and and that was not happening with your partners then and then when that final one like you guys broke up i was like all right i've had it i am coming in and i am proposing to you now <laughs> let's get into business together and it was like immediately like as if we were thinking about it so almost simultaneously, when I was making the proposal, he was like, ah, uh, yeah. And it was the right time because her, her dad just uh, recently sold their brick and mortar that they had together. So and Nixie had to jump into something else or she wanted to jump into something else. And this was the right time. I was separating from one partner and, and uh, you know, Nixie and I started our, our business. So what were some of those early, early ventures and what about them do you think caused them to fail? They had different mindsets. For example, I, there was one where we were building a house and, and the guy wanted to do everything on his own. He wanted to nail, uh, hammer everything on his own. I wanted to bring a team to do it quickly so I can rent it out. And by the end of it, I was like, you know what? 
um, I, you know, I love you. We, we, we're, we get along together well, but uh, we think differently. And it's either we sell or we get the team like I want to. And selling was the, 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 the end uh, result. So um, that's what happened with one of them. The, the other one, um, we just, uh, like I said, are two different streets. He thinks differently than I did. He, he was in a speedboat. <laughs> I was like, hold on, slow down. Let's think about what we're going to do next. <laughs> and he, he'll be in the next, uh, the next uh, whatchamacallit, he'll be in Florida while I'm still here in New York. <laughs> And you bring up some really good points here because in both instances with, with these two business ventures, they were people that you knew and you trust. You said you love them. So clearly they're people that you had really good relationship with. But it sounds like the relation, the partnership on the business side was not in alignment with each other. Exactly. And, and that, those were obviously some really big lessons that you took away from those experiences. Before we get into the story with Nixie, let's talk a little bit about kind of your backstory. I think I think that's a really important part of this episode that I want to share with our listeners. Nixie, I think I read somewhere that your grandmother, your your family was was in the coffee business. So kind of let's talk a little bit about your origin story, your family story and how that relates to everything you guys are doing today. So my grandma used to farm, like she had the coffee crops right in our backyard. And I, as a child, distinctly remember her picking out the cherries, drying them all out on like the floor, (laughs) Uh, super conventional and roasting. The roasting part was the one that like the entire town smelled. It was like, it woke up, I think, the all of the entire neighborhood. And even as a kid, I remember that growing up. And it was like her little passion hobby side thing that she indulged in. And um, for me, from the moment I tasted it at that young age, even though it was like the forbidden thing, I felt like that was the adult thing to do. So I was <laughs> like, ha ha, I'm having a sip of coffee. That's kind of where my love grew. And then later on, I joined my dad in a grocery store business where I kind of became the barista. And I was always serving coffee. And the people loved the... We, we used one coffee, the same coffee. And diff, and we served... My dad served coffee. The, the employee we had there served coffee. And I served coffee. And when they came into the store, they'd be like, where's Nixie? I want Nixie's coffee. Uh, which is kind of where it ties into why we ended up going yeah, with, with this Nixie's, Nixie's coffee, because yeah, because uh, yeah, of my uh, background with with coffee. So what I'm curious, you know, you're in, for both of you. I mean, you, you both were working in small family businesses, grocery. What lessons did you take away from your parents? I guess, and just working in the in those types of businesses, and then how how are you applying them today? <laughs> It's funny because when we started chatting, we'd come to each other and complain to each other about everything that went wrong that day and how I wasn't getting along. Like my dad wanted to do one thing and I wanted to run the business another way. And it was just, we, it was a struggle. It was really a struggle. That's one thing that working with family can be is uh, very challenging at times because, you know, I've got to respect my dad, right? He's, he's, he's the boss and I'm like, but we were supposed to be at the same level and it just communication. It's so important. Oh my God. And having that sense of let's be on that same page and let's make decisions that, that matter and that are really going to make our business grow. grow. Sometimes if you're not on the same boat kind of thing, the, it'll start like to not work out. So those, those are some of my lessons. For me, it was the same. I, I, I had, I saw, for me, I was with my uncle and uh, he decided he wanted to move to Florida and leave me in charge of the business. So I learned a lot from the bottom. Like I really, you know, when you say I, I, I cut meat, <laughs> I turned to a butcher, I did the produce, I did everything. And before you know it, I knew the business like the back of my hand. Sometimes he would come back from Florida bored I'd say board and just nitpick every part of the business. I'm like, no, no, this is not working. It's either you or I. One of us has to stay in the kitchen and, and cook. It's not, it can't be both of us. It can't be two cooks in the kitchen. 
And uh, that's where we came, but where we butt heads. And in order for it to grow, we needed to decide who was the one who's going to lead. And there's only one person that's going to lead this business. It's either him or me. And he left me in charge, so I had to go forward. And, and um, sure enough, he saw the change, and he uh, ended up agreeing and stepped out of my side, uh, out of the way, because he saw the results, the end results from me leading the business, you know, getting it to where it is. The fact that you picked it up 100% oh, yeah. revenue, oh, like yeah. he doubled revenue in three years. In three years, yeah. I yeah. renovated the business, uh, added a kitchen, uh, made everything a lot bigger, more uh, smart uh, the way I set it up. So it's like, it just worked out. Um, it took a year, but it worked out. You know? So what happened to that business? Did you Did you end up selling it? Ended up selling it, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, and it was it was a great sale because that's what I expected. The goal was renovate it, bring up the numbers up to the, the amount that I thought in my head we can make it. And by the end of it, we'll be able to sell it for a higher price than we would if we did it. So it, it paid out. It paid out. It definitely did. That's awesome. Felicitaciones. That's great. <laughs> so you both, I, I love that you both came from a very similar, you know, not only similar, similar background ethnically and culturally, but also professionally. You both worked in your family's grocery store and you both had to find your way through, you know, through navigating working with family. And Nixie, you mentioned earlier that working with your dad was really challenging and that you as his daughter, you felt that you couldn't really challenge him. You couldn't really stand up to him the way that maybe you would if it was a different kind of partner. So just out of curiosity, tell us some of the challenges, but also some of the lessons that you learned working with your dad. So for one, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. As horrible as that sounds, because he is my dad, he would not, like I wanted to innovate. I wanted to bring in new things, new uh, ideas into business. And I'm like, dad, you know, we could get more techie and technology. And, and my dad just <laughs> did not work. They clashed. Yeah. And um However, I learned to work with, I had to go with the current instead of against it. So in whatever ways I could, I try, I implement it little by little. Like I would like sprinkle things here and there and like he'd start to see like, oh, that actually works out. And, and that's kind of how I was able to implement some of those new ideas and innovations. And, and it taught me really that at the end of the day, you have to just understand where your partner is at and meet them kind of like where they're at when you can't, you know, change, you can't change them. You just have to kind of work with them. What, what were some of the lessons that you've learned working with your dad that has helped you working with your spouse? Oof. Um, it's crazy because I find Rafael and my dad have very similar personalities. So yeah. I felt like that was my training period <laughs> to, to get into this marriage. <laughs> I mean, he's, they're both leaders. That, that's the one thing they have. I mean, my dad, he makes decisions and like, you know, and I had to, yeah. to and I'm not like the biggest decision maker. I'm kind of like super emotional and like, you know, I want to like follow my instincts and they're like, they, they, they pull up a graph and like, they're like, no, these are the numbers and this is how it's going to work. Uh, like your idea is really not. And I felt like it was a really big training uh, platform for, for this uh, business. Um, I was able to catch more of a leadership skill as well and learn from my dad as to like the importance of really making fast decisions and well, slow decisions, sorry, slower decisions, think them through and if we have to change them, make them quicker. And I think that was one of the key lessons that I learned from, from that partnership. Rafael, similar question. So it sounds like, you know, I'm not going to say it, but, you know, the Latino machismo, you know, there's something there going on, right? How did you have to adapt your style or maybe evolve the way that you think in business while working with Nixie? What were some of the challenges that you had to overcome to have a, um, a successful marriage and a successful business with your wife? 
Well, when I met Nixie, when I saw all the qualities she had, I knew she was going to be a successful business partner as well as a, a wife, a, a, a great wife. Those are the qualities I was looking for before meeting her. Well, that's why I knew she was going to be the one when I saw her. Because <laughs> she had all those qualities that I was looking for. So Nixie eventually was going to be a great business partner. Because, like I said, I already had everything already picked out. Tell <laughs> about your list. My list? Oh. So I had a list. That doesn't go. sound so good, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Not too bad. No, okay. <laughs> I'm just pulling your leg. I'm just... <laughs> So you want to know what the, the list that I, what I wrote? the, the Yeah, you cre I created the uh, vision. As so well. I, yeah, I created on a paper. This is the woman I am looking for, a woman that, that dances. So <laughs> I knew when I was going to, so this is my second marriage. I knew when I was going to get remarried. I didn't, I basically, if I'm going to go out, I love to dance. And Nixie, I didn't know at the time, but she loves to dance too. So I wanted somebody that I can go out with and, enjoy ourselves you know it's fun for us for me it's fun for her it's fun so i made a list you know these are the parties i'm looking for a, a woman that's wonderful in in, in on the floor <laughs> and wonderful in bed <laughs> those are qualities for me that were important okay okay Raphael, let's rebrand this it's not a list it's your vision board. Oh, yes. It's your vision board. There, there. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what we're... That sounds much better because you called it yeah. the <laughs> No, 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 no. Don't say that ever again, okay? <laughs> just just scratch that out. We're, we're going to... This is now starting new from this podcast. It's not your list. It's your vision board. It's your vision board for your life because, let's be real, now you didn't know it at the time, but... Nixie turned out not only to be your love partner, but your business partner. So really, you were thinking about your vision board. That's what it is, right? <laughs> but nowhere in there that I have business partner. And uh, it turned out to be great, to uh, like, unbelievably great. I am blessed, you know, blessed. So Wonderful. I love that. I think that's a good transition to why did you two decide to start working together. Tell us sort of the, the, what was going on through your heads in terms of, okay, family business was rough, you know, it wasn't, wasn't easy, you guys were complaining, and then why would you want to work with your spouse at that point? Oof, um, we wanted to be entrepreneurs. We wanted to have our very own businesses. So our idea coming out of these two businesses was having our very own uh, our baby. business. Yeah, and seeing as, you know, I saw all of the like happenings between Raphael and I just saw so much potential in him. And I'm like, Oh my God, if only he had the right partner, I know he can do so much, but only if he had the right partner. And it wasn't until like we were sitting at a, we were actually like at a business conference and we're like sitting there like, what can we do? You know, like, and, and then we didn't realize we had that opportunity right in that in our hands. And as we're sitting there, we're like, we have this coffee uh, because he was running a coffee, coffee machine, machine business. Yeah. That was the one right before we, we got into together. And the coffee was amazing from that was that they went to the roaster and asked for the, for very high quality profile of coffees for that machine. And we're like, why don't we do something with the actual coffee? Because it's only for the machines. Let's package it and brand it and make it available to people to try at home because I mean like they're missing out. That's the way we saw it. Like they're like missing out on this amazing coffee. And it was then when we almost, I, I swear, I feel like it was almost simultaneous. Like we looked at each other and I made the proposal, but yeah. it was almost like, Insane. yeah. The, the light bulb went off, right? It was like a light bulb moment. Like, like hello, we're, we're, we can do this and together. We took, and we took all the steps to make it happen. The, the vision, we had another vision. <laughs> this was our vision together. Yeah. So tell us about your vision board for, for Nixie's Coffee. Oof. Um, <laughs> The it, it's changed. Uh, it's evolved rather. Yeah. It's evolved, not changed, but it's evolved. We started with just the idea of branding the coffee and putting it on on shelves, shelves on the supermarkets because that's the business we come from. We know that that we know how to play in that area in that field, and so we we started there, and then we're like, well, 
online is where it's at. You know, like we need to, to make this bigger than just, you know, the New York City area. And um, we are really looking to not just do coffee. So coffee, yeah, it's a big deal, but it's more about the brand, who we are and what we represent. One of the things that I want to that I want to dive into a little bit is, you know, we asked you if there was a turning point in your relationship or in your business. And one of the things that you said was, you know, that the challenge that you guys went through probably very early on as you were building the vision for Nixie's Coffee was learning how to live and work together full time. And you said that it, quote unquote, it called for some extra help. So tell us a little bit about that. We ended up hiring, just to cut to chase, but uh, we ended up hiring a business, a relationship business coach. Um, and I think a lot of people... Can, let- can you share, can you, do you, do, would you mind sharing the name of that person oh, in case other people are interested? His name is Dr. Terry Wager, and he started his own business consultation coaching business with his wife. So it's actually oh. somebody we want you guys to. Oh, yeah. Yes, that'd be fantastic. And so this Dr. Terry, does he only work with couples in business? Is that his thing? We thought we made a suggestion that that was his niche, but yeah. he didn't want to just do couples. He's more, he's like a business, like just anybody who wants to start a business. But it turns out he's really great at, you know, guiding couples or not just like if you're uh, married, I'm sorry for lack of a better word, but like just partners and complementing um, one another and working with one another. And that was was definitely one of our biggest helps. It was, definitely. Uh, Yeah. In the beginning for us, uh, we needed some help. (laughs) Yeah. We needed some guidance. Yeah. And, um, uh, tell us. All right. So, Tessa, let's dig in a little bit here. Tell us what were some of the challenges that you were having that you felt, man, I can't, we can't figure this out on our own. We need help. So what were some of those challenges and what was the resolution that Dr. Terry brought to your relationship? For one, we were spending a lot of time together, right? <laughs> like a lot of time together. <laughs> We we were having a, a bit of a hard time creating almost like a space and boundaries and and then it like sometimes just went and and we just got carried away. It turned into not like we ever really had huge fights, but you know, arguments that were probably and at the end that was like this was so unnecessary. Like why did we even start arguing about this? And and not seen as you know, we, we've got to own our faults instead yeah. of like starting to point fingers and uh, saying, oh, that was your fault or you could have done that better. It's like, what could I do better next time? Or what was it that triggered me? Yeah. And that was like a big word. It was the trigger things. So that was something that he taught us to really look after is like, when you get mad, what is it that you're, yeah. you're triggered about? Not... You got me mad. It's more like I got mad. What got me yeah, mad? Like I got angry, and those were like the little things that really summed up to a big yeah. result. I I totally agree with that, but I have to say that Mike still gets me mad, and I don't think Ter- Dr. Terry's gonna change that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's not about changing that they get you mad. It's just about like your reaction to 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 that. You know, yeah, find out what. What ticked you? Yes, yes. And look inside of you. But yeah, no, he gets me annoyed all the time. (laughs) 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 We're like, ah. Did you see a difference in in the business performance after you went through uh, the coaching with uh, with Dr. Terry? We sure did. Yeah, absolutely. I think being more at peace and, and being able to communicate more effectively makes a huge difference in our performance and our productivity uh, because those little things can just totally ruin an entire day, week, or like a project even when you can't manage it the the way you want to. So yeah, I would say it's definitely help us to to grow even, you know, faster because that's the idea. I mean, if you're not growing your business, then what are you in it for, right? (laughs) It was a great addition to our beginning, right? Yeah. 
This is the perfect segue because we'd love to talk a little bit more about the business and kind of some of the lessons that you've learned growing the, the coffee business. Before we talk about the business itself, you know, the question I'd love to ask is why coffee? I mean, it's a insanely crowded market. It's a big market, but it's really, really, really crowded. It's competitive. Why did you decide to get into coffee and not something else? That's an excellent question. And in fact, we get that quite a bit. It's like, why coffee? You know, out of everything. Do you want to take a shot? Well, at I was going to say that was the business I was in. So <laughs> why not? Um, I started with the coffee machine and then we looked for the roaster and that's how everything started. Um, but uh, that's my reason. I would, yeah, I would say you know, yeah, I had it's, it there. it's an it was, opportunity. It was in my hands. I, ha I own, a, you know, a part of the business with my other partner. So, you know, I'm splitting up with him and it's, I, I have the coffee. Why am I not going to use it and, and do something with it? Especially so so at that point, you guys, you were selling the coffee machines, but you were also selling the coffee to go along with it? Yes. So you already had, I guess, okay, that makes more sense. So you already had inventory of yeah. the, the product that you ended up then packaging. and Yeah. So you took the inventory of the machines, you took the inventory of the coffee, and you guys went your separate ways. Exactly. And to add to that, I'd like to add the fact that we never tasted such good coffee in our lives. And really, like, if it's not the best thing we've ever had, then I was like, we should, why even run with it? But yes, it was like, oh my God, this is a game changer for us. Our coffee experience has changed and now we want to bring that experience to other people. So do you guys bring the coffee with you when you travel then? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we carry it everywhere. I have what he calls my maleta. Maleta <laughs> in English. Suitcase. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's where I carry everything, plus a bag of coffee everywhere we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah literally. So let's get into some some business details. How big's the How big's the business now? I mean, what can you guys tell us about that? I don't know if you want to share numbers or just give us an idea of sort of how how big the business is. We can share. We're yeah. we're still babies. We we launched a year ago, and in one year we are almost in. 82 retail locations in New York City, uh, which happens to be a huge number for new companies that are putting yeah. their physical products in stores. Because, uh, and I think that's been a huge success for for us. And and also our online aspect of the business, e-commerce, is also like growing along with the the sales out there and our team. Uh, is growing. I now have an assistant that, because for a long time, I kind of just did a lot of the stuff myself. And, uh, you know, you really you come to realize, like... You need the help. I mean, we know that from the get, like, you need a team in order to grow. Yeah. Uh, but we pretty much bootstrapped this entire thing. Um, we went in and started... We invested whatever little funds we had in you know, into the, into the business. Into our baby. Yeah. And, <laughs> and watch it grow. And like, but we had so much faith in it that we like just went all in. And then from there, we're like, oh shoot, where's the rest of the money? <laughs> how, do we, how do we do this from here? Um, and it's just, you know, putting in the, you know, having that, the grit to, to get up every single day and just go after. So tell us, I mean, you both come from the grocery store background what is the strategy that you guys are doing now to scale the business? You know, are you focusing mo mostly on brick and mortar? I know you also have e-commerce. Tell us a little bit about, you know, where, where the business is heading and what, what's the direction that you see Nixie's Coffee going in? So for sure, I mean, with COVID, people just decided that coffee was the thing to have in their cabinets. And we were so fortunate. Like we were, yeah. it was in a very unfortunate situation <laughs> but for us. We started, you know, doing the account management uh, to the stores. And as we we're going, visiting the stores, the shelves are literally empty of Nixie's Coffee. And I'm like, wait, is it like somewhere behind? Did you not stock it on the shelf? You know, cause you, you have that little moment like, oh my God, my coffee's like, selling and then from there on uh that also helped us to determine our market our tar target markets because it was actually a huge it was like a uh which one a cheat 
way kind of into it because it, we quickly determined what stores, what areas were the right um, market for us at that time. And so like after that, we just like focused in on those areas and like really expanded in those areas. And we learned what store, what kind of store would, would be able to sell our coffee and how to go in there and present ourselves and present our product to, 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 to get it into those shelves. Have you been able to leverage any of those learnings for the, for the e-commerce business in terms of who the target market is? Yes, because people start looking for you on social media um, and they start Googling you. And so we, we get quite a few good reviews. We have yeah. a five-star review on Google and we, we are growing. Our Instagram has grown. That takes a lot of work, Organic work yeah. because we're growing it organically. We're not paying for followers and we're not, you know, like we, we really adding more value to it we share people love to see us going out to the stores and stocking the, the shelves and like seeing that we're really putting our, our sweat and yeah. our time into, into the business that. and i think they like to follow that journey and so sharing that on on social media has also helped us that's uh, awesome yeah we saw you sharing those the, the tiktok videos of you going to stores and, and highlighting those so I want to ask you guys, before we get too, too far down the, the, the business rabbit hole, if you will, Rafael, you came in with the, with the coffee, right? Yeah. And, uh, and Nixie, it sounds like you had the idea. How did you guys decide what each of you are going to do? Because you mentioned that was one of the lessons you learned in terms of you can't have two cooks in the kitchen, et cetera. How did you decide, hey, Nixie's going to be CEO, I'm going to do operations. Was that just natural or did you have to kind of figure things out? That's, that's a great question because yeah it was pretty natural actually except that we we did in the beginning we were stepping on each other's toes a little bit yeah. because we both came from that like trying to lead, lead. a business yeah. position and so at first it was like oh no wait uh <laughs> i'm doing yeah. i'm doing this part and you're doing that part uh let's see but taking the time to look at our strengths and what we really are more passionate about was a, a big thing we had to like take the time and do in, in, in the big, from the, well, that's what the coach not is. from the beginning, beginning, I would lie. If I say we were just like, so perfect, it kind of no. just, <laughs> a lot of it came natural, but some of it we had to like, really let's, let's decide. He's more of the leader. He really is. I had to dig deep down inside of me to find that. That's not really my personality, my, my strength. He's more of the structured person. He keeps me on task. Uh, and I'm more of like the, oh, I have this idea. Let's do this. And like, uh, yeah. The, but she's a leader too. I, yeah, she's a leader. I, I have one inside of me. Yeah. yeah. I, but I, well, so I, you're, I, the, you're the visionary and he just makes sure that vision gets executed, right? Yeah. 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 yeah totally. Let's talk a little bit. We, we, we seem to talk a lot about vision boards here and I think it, it's a great, it's a great thing. What do you see your vision for Nixie's Coffee in the next couple of years? Well, first, I, I, I ought to mention that the, the COVID streak didn't last that long. It quickly died out. People ran out of money. The shelves were not emptying out that quickly. In fact, it almost went to like a standstill for a little bit. And then that's when it was time to rethink. Um, and I think in business, we're always having to innovate. I think Gary Vee said it best. If you don't innovate, you die in your business. And again, we had to sit down and reevaluate reevaluate and decide, all right, we need to get into more accounts. We need more eyes on our brand. We yeah. need to get out there uh, and expand more. And now we're in the process of hiring a sales, sales team and or going into a big distributor force so that they can help us uh stand our scale yeah scale like, big. totally um is this for like wholesale or direct to consumer wholesale. wholesale um for direct to consumer we do that online and we are about to launch our very first paid ad <laughs> uh we've been like i said we've been bootstrapping this for the longest just pure Facebook, Instagram, whatever we can 
do to get our, our names out there. And we are working with somebody who's helping us put together an ad, yeah. uh, a little mar marketing team. And um, I know that's what you guys do, right? Yes, we do digital that, that's marketing. Our, that's our day so, job, if you will. <laughs> so we will hang on afterwards. We'll talk marketing. We'll talk podcasts. We'll talk everything. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> because that's you know we coming from the brick and mortar businesses. That's basically like was our focus. But we that's also yeah, and we're like market. You know, online is where the future is at. And if we can get our product out there more readily via an e-commerce or an e-store, you know, the better and the more reach we will have. And that's kind of where we see ourselves going in the near future is definitely expanding our reach online. So how do you see that? I mean, obviously there's, there's the reach aspect in terms of, you know, getting in front of more people, you're talking about paid ads. Are you looking at like expanding product lines? You know, I know right now you guys really only have I mean, it's four products, but it's ground versus whole bean, right? So it's yeah. really two. Two rows. Two rows. Yes. So yep. uh, we are working actually on our third roast now. And this is the first time we'll be speaking about it publicly. Uh, it is, and I don't mind, it's a Mexican roast, dark roast. And we are super excited because it's going to be organic and it's going to have our fair, fair trade certification. And for those who are not familiar with fair trade term that means that we have a relationship down we can trace our coffee down to the farmer and we're making sure that they are being treated right and for that that's for us that's huge and we are very excited about this new roast as well as partnering with some coffee companies coffee uh brewing and accessories companies so that we can carry some of those products on our, on our website and have, and because what's the problem that we create when we sell coffee to people is like, where do they brew it at and where do they store it? So now we're looking at the solutions to those problems that, you know, and uh, adding that to our early products. I was going to say, um, we're also getting ready for the Cinco de Mayo, so we're going to have our Mexican roast ready. <laughs> oh, awesome. Now, are you guys, I don't know if you can travel now because of COVID, but were you doing a lot of traveling to the coffee countries, you know, to the countries where they cultivate the beans? Were you being, were you able to, to go and like experience that on the farms and meet, and meet the coffee producers? Or is that something that you're going to look forward to do? That's that was something that was definitely on our radar and COVID process. totally like so there's an upcoming trip hopefully to Colombia which is our top seller yeah. uh, is our Colombian rose I mean Colombia really has some of the best coffee beans um, and also we want to have a Dominican roast a Dominican coffee because that's where obviously yeah. our roots are from and with that we've already taken trips and and tasted different coffees out there and spoken to farmers and with farmers and and uh, manufacturers that are possibly we can yeah. work with lots of meetings oh my goodness we tell you the amount of meetings we so uh, talk to us a little bit about what does it take to source coffee right like how, what's the process in terms of you talking about, you know, you're getting a new, a new roast or a new blend. What's the, what's the process of doing that? And how do you get that from, from the farm to the package to the store? So we deal mainly with the roaster and the roaster is the one that has the relationship with the farmer, but we have a big say on what the profile of the coffee is going to be and where we want it to be from. And we are also the certification processes are where we come in to play for the most part. Because yeah. Those are, those are very hard to get and require a whole team of people um, in order to get uh, that done. And that's where we're at now is getting our organic uh, certifications and our fair trade certifications for and our the, coffees. And, and kosher. As yeah. Well. Kosher certified. Oh yeah. We were kosher certified as well. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you mentioned something that I think is something that we'd like to talk about is you said you have a, a part of your company called Nixie's Gives, and that is your sort of philanthropic uh, arm of the business. Tell us a little bit about that and sort of why you started it and what are the organizations that you support through your business? Sure. I actually started 
my very own unofficial foundation because I am very involved with the community in the Dominican Republic and also our community here in the church. Uh, and so I, because I was able to help during COVID to raise over $5,000 to help feed over 29 families in the Dominican Republic because wow. there was nobody being able to get to that part of the country. There were no jobs. I mean, there were people were really going hungry. Like they were kids going to bed hungry and like that really touched me. So I did like a little bit of a crowdfunding within our own community. We started a little Facebook group and that was like when I was like, we need to, I want to do more of this. I want to like really tie this in with, with our mission in, in Nixie's Coffee. And then we also helped out here in our, in our community, in our church, in the and food the pantry and making sure that families were fed. And that's kind of like where this, this, the side of us started to, to flourish. And these are the, the main two organizations that we're like helping out with our sales. As we grow, obviously we can help more. So our goal is to sell more coffee so that we can help more people. And with every bag of coffee that we sell, we want to be able to say in, in the future, we're helping out to feed a family that is in need. People want to support companies that are doing well in the world, you know, and not everybody can cure cancer, you know, but we can all do something good. We can all give back and we can all do something good. And that's a philosophy that we have also in our business. So thank you for sharing about Nixies and wonderful initiative to be able to help 29 families with the money that you've raised. That's really amazing. We're going to start wrapping it up because uh, we're getting close to that time. Although we, we are loving the conversation, we wish we could keep going with you guys. I want to share quickly before we wrap up that you have some nice little surprises for our listeners. You have a free coffee recipe ebook that we will make available. It's on your website. We'll have the link on the show notes so anyone can download that ebook and learn some good coffee recipes and a discount code. Tell us what, can you share with us the discount code guys? Sure. The discount code is love. 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 Yes. Yes. Ooh, perfect. And so that's a 30% discount code off the website, off nixies.com, correct? Yes. Yes. And that's exclusively via this show. Mixing business with pleasure. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. We will also put that in the show notes. Again, it's a 30% discount code. The code is love, L-O-V-E, one of our favorite words. And it's uh, www.nixies.com, N-I-X-I-E-S.com. Thank you guys so much for that. We're excited. And I may not be a coffee drinker, but I can tell you that everyone else in my family is a coffee drinker. So I will be buying some coffee myself. You guys are going to get some orders from Minnesota coming up. You're going to get some orders from Minnesota. We're going to share that with my family. Now, I told you guys earlier, my mom is from Brazil and they have really good coffee in Brazil. So she will be the judge about your coffee and we'll let you know what she says. One of our posts is that the blend is uh, from Brazil. I mean, it, it's a blend of Brazil, Colombia, and Nicaragua. We have a single origin and the blend. And this one is oh, our espresso favorite. blend. Oh my goodness. Awesome. Okay, so I'm going to order that one. That's great. Well, you guys have been such amazing guests. We have learned so much from you about your journey, your background, your life, the culture of where you both come from and how that has shaped and taught you valuable lessons in business and working with family as well as working with each other. Rafael, you had a very good vision born about what you were looking for in a spouse and what you ended up finding is not only a wonderful wife, but an amazing business partner, which is something that we love seeing. We love seeing couples in business together and, and then doing that successfully. We've also learned that in the beginning it was tough and you guys needed some help and you, and you've sought out the counseling and the advice of somebody who really helped you guys get on track and get online with each other and figure out what were those triggers and what were those things that were, that were causing friction in the relationship. 
So thank you so much. I know that everyone listening today is going to get a lot of value out of this episode and they're going to get some amazing coffee. So we're so excited and so blessed to have you guys. We're looking forward to seeing your expansion across the United States. Hopefully some grocery stores near us will one day stock some Nixie's coffee and we look forward to seeing all the wonderful things that you guys are doing. Now we have some last, last questions to ask you guys. Nixie Raphael, what advice would you offer other spouses or couples looking to start a business together? I would say definitely be each other's cheerleaders and like have your backs and be that support because if there's one thing that entrepreneurs need and especially if you're a couple is support and um be there just be there for each other and and not point fingers at each other i'd say communication communication is important both in business and as a couple communication to me is a very important uh word a big word for, uh, for us in business. And alignment. Yeah, alignment. Yeah. We've got to be in alignment with, with where we're going and what we're doing. Absolutely. So this is a question, Nixie, that you will answer about Raphael. And Raphael, you will answer this about Nixie. So what is the one thing or quality or characteristic that each of you bring to your business and to your marriage that you couldn't do without? Raphael believes in me more than I believe in my own self. And I don't think, I know, not that I don't think, I know for a fact that without him, there would be no Nixie's Coffee. And I wouldn't be in this, in this business. Oh, it's, you, it's a huge, I mean, he brings that and he keeps me on, in line. He keeps me on task. <laughs> Let's get things done. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, uh, Nixie's, you know, she says I'm the leader, but I see her as a leader. So she's the one that does all the talking, the, the selling. She goes into the stores. Nixie's the one that's in front, in front leading the, the, the team, and she doesn't realize it. So for me, it's, you know, that's what Nixie brings. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> This has been so beautiful to see the relationship between you guys and also just see how you've evolved as business people and, and partners. And we've loved this episode. This is great. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Well, that was a fascinating conversation. We love talking to couplepreneurs who have built successful businesses. And one of the keys to a successful business is effective marketing. Luckily, Gabby and I run a B2B digital marketing agency called Proofpoint Marketing. Our team specializes in driving profitable revenue for technology and manufacturing companies by diving deep into customer insights. We really strive to understand the customer. We build out the ideal customer profile and personas. And using that, we create highly targeted demand generation and performance marketing campaigns. We are offering a free consultation for our listeners. This isn't just a sales call, and it isn't us simply giving you a canned automated audit report. We are going to do our due diligence prior to the call. The plan is to talk about real marketing issues your organization is facing and discuss potential solutions. Head on over to proofpoint.marketing and get in touch. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mixing Business with Pleasure. We hope you'll join us next week as we feature another pair of co-founders who are also lovers and are proving that business and pleasure really do mix well together. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.